Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. exciting we get to defeat the the monster of margin i was kind of hoping it'd work out a little better than that though like to just deflate things like explosions like trimmers you know what i'm talking about just things blowing up everywhere all the guys are like yeah there's yeah. like you're an idiot <laughs> but yeah so um, i mean i'm excited who's ready to celebrate what god's doing through from our margin series come on somebody who's excited we're gonna celebrate this morning you guys are going to hear uh, tons of stories from people in our church just sharing what God's been doing. Uh, we're going to share some, uh, some stats from the city. We partnered with 110 other churches uh, to really do this margin series and do Financial Peace University. And so I'm excited today to see what God is going to do. And so if you're new with us, we're in the fifth and final part of this margin series. Some of you guys are like, oh, I'm so glad we're done talking about money. Uh, but who knows your money is tied right to your heart. And so this series, we're just trying to give God our lives. And uh, you're going to see this morning what God wants for you. And so we're going to dive into this fifth principle and uh, kind of review the other four. And so the fifth principle this morning is a debt-free life is a life that handles money God's way. And so we're going to take some action step today. We've talked about four principles. We'll, we'll review those in a minute. But today we're going to take some action because we know like money is about 10% information and about 90% discipline. Amen. You have to get out there and say, I'm going to make some habits in my life. And so we're going to talk about some of those habits and uh, have people share across this room. You guys are going to be blessed. And uh, some people are going to dig some holes on stage. It's going to be fun. Um, you'll know it when you see it later. Uh, people making fun of people. But it'll be good. Um, but I'm excited for this morning, what God's going to do. And so I'm going to review with you um, really what God's been doing in these last four principles. And then dive into some celebration of what God's doing in the city. And then hear some stories. And so our four principles, we talked about this throughout our series. If you've been with us, uh, week number one, we said debt-free life, trust God completely. Completely, no big deal, right? Just trust God completely. But he said it starts with this. If you're going to trust God with your stuff, start with what you have, not what you don't have. It's so easy to look at and say, if I only had this, my life would be complete. And as Paul wrote to us, he can be content in all things in a prison cell. He said, I'm thankful for my prison cell. Amen. I'm thankful that this, uh, this soldier is chained to me because the gospel is getting out. Man, I'm thankful for my beater truck. You know what I'm talking about. I'm thankful for duct tape in Jesus. I'm thankful for my phone. It, it, like, if I had it with me, it rocks real bad right now because I've been like did some roofing it with it and it, it bent over so it just rocks and it's cool it's shattered in a thousand pieces and people are like I can't believe you have that I'm like believe it baby I'm cheap okay I love phones but I'm cheap right now uh, but man I got clothes on my back amen I got clothes on my back I, I have everything I need to have I'm grateful for what I have and more importantly more than anything I have something I can't buy I have Jesus amen I have Jesus, and the Bible says I can do all things through him who strengthened me. And Paul writes us from a prison cell, literally could be starving to death, has no awareness of his future, what God is going to do, if he's going to live or die. But you know what? I can do all things through Christ. I can endure all things. We don't have to have everything. We're not promised everything, but we can do all things through Christ. And we made this comment I thought was so powerful. We can have it today with sorrow. We can have it today with debt. Or we can have it today, tomorrow with joy. Amen. Some of you guys can go to the dealership and pay some cash for a truck. Anybody like that? Okay, not me either. That's cool. Um, we're in a good crowd. We're all in the same boat. I like that. But one day, you know, we're debt free. We can live that life. We can say, you know what? I'm going to have it tomorrow and I'm not going to be a slave to the lender. Some of you guys are still laughing because you're like, man, I've tried that so many times. It's just not working. One time I went to a dealership and they said, most guys pay cash for this. I'm like, what am I doing wrong, God? You know, um, but anyway, 
Ford dealerships. I don't go back to those places. Um, number two, amen. No amens? Amen. Barry, he spends the, you buy enough trucks for everybody. I know how that works. A lot of repairs. Number two, a debt-free life saves money consistently. You save money consistently. Maybe we got to start some habits in our life to put to save first. Have that part of our daily routine. I know there's still debt, there's still stuff going on, but we're going to save money. We're going to get an emergency fund put in place. We're going to give to God, and we're going to pay ourselves second, and then we're going to let God bless the rest. Because guess what? Have one day the world's going to come to you and they're going to say, "Man, I need some help." There's going to be some of your families. There's somebody on the street. There's going to be somebody who's going through a divorce, and they're going to ask you, and you go, "Man, I wish I could, but." But I, didn't, but I didn't save anything. And so, you know what? We're going to say we're going to do God's money God's way, and we're going to have money to give somebody. We're going to say, you know what? Because of Jesus, I can help you. I've been in the same situation. I don't have everything figured out, but I can bless you through this storm. I believe through your generosity, there's homeless people that come off the streets. we got people with free hot soup every week. I'm looking at Christian over there. Free hot soup, blessing people every... He's waves at me. <laughs> Hi, Christian. <laughs> but, man, people are making a difference. You're going to have your kids come to you one day, and they need some help. You're going to say, man, I can bless you. There's somebody who's hurting. we got single parents of people going through a divorce and you say, man, I don't have everything together, but I do have some extra because I was wise to steward of my money during the harvest. Number three, a debt-free life stewards God's money. We said this, either God is your master and you serve him or money is your master and you serve it. Kelly, you cannot serve. I got to mess it up. <laughs> either, either God owns you or your money owns you. Kelly knows this. She's, you're going to hear from her later. She's got this down pat with her kids. So she likes Excel sheets and You'll see what we're talking about. But either God owns your money or your money owns you. And so this is just a stewardship that God has given us because God owns it all. We ask the question, can God borrow your boat? Man, Jesus went to, went, went to Peter and asked him to borrow his boat. That was his first conversation. And he said, can I borrow your boat? And Jesus like, I, I, or, Paul, or Peter said, I guess you can borrow my boat. And uh, because of that, uh, he found out that Jesus didn't want his boat. Jesus actually wanted him. Jesus was calling Peter to give his boat up because he realized that, you know what, you're going to sell everything and follow me. And because of that, Peter, guess what he did? He launched the church. He preached on Pentecost. There was 3,000 people came to Christ. He walked on water. Come on, somebody. I don't want my boat to stop me from walking on water. <laughs> like, I'm going to be that kind of guy. I can give the water skis and the surfing. I can be walking on water. I'm just telling you, Jesus wants to use your life. He doesn't want your stuff. He wants you. Man, Peter was the first disciple that Jesus called. And so to say that, yeah, God, you can have my stuff. God, you can have my life. It's not about this. God, God, you own it all anyway. Fourth thing to talk about this last week, a debt-free life lives like no one else. That means you're going to change some habits in your life. You're not going to live for stuff. We said last week, it's better to live, it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. We talk about exchanging experiences for stuff. Like we're not going to live for all this stuff. We're going to live for experiences. And uh, my little boy, he turned uh, three uh, just this last week at a party for him. And he said, man, I want to shoot a rocket. And I was like, okay, you're talking dad's language right now. We're going to shoot a rocket. So here is us. We put together a rocket on Monday. Uh, we went out to Hobby Haven, um, best kept secret for all the guys in the world that are nerds. And so we went to Hobby Haven, got ourselves a rocket. We went to the rec park. I don't know if it's legal or illegal to shoot a rocket in rec park. It goes about 600 feet. Uh, there's another one that goes like 2,000 that we have as well. I'm like, I don't know if we light something on fire. There's a burn band. But if you're with uh, the Raymore Parks and Rec or anybody around Raymore, I'm sure we'll talk to you after this gathering. I love you. Forgive me. In the name of Jesus, amen. And so... Um, so we went out there and we shot this rocket off and, uh, and this is uh, us getting prepped out. So do check out this video because this is, I mean, just nerd alert awesome. So, and there's a video somewhere here. Dude, come on, baby. And Diane filmed it. What can I do? You know, can't be everywhere. Um, she was so shocked. She was like, my husband's amazing. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's what it was, you know. Like, All right. 
Uh, but we shot off twice, and the, you know, the second time we adjusted for the wind because we were like nerds like that, and it landed like right next to the launch pad. I'm like, come on, son. And so I said, you want to be an astronaut? He goes, no, I want to build rockets. So I was like, man, you take off your dad too much. <laughs> so you got to be an astronaut. Go in space. Um, but man, change, change it for, from experiences. Like, do God do something fun? You know, catch the wreck field on fire or something, right? Like, go out there and enjoy life. Don't, don't live for stuff. Don't live for everything. Give back. We said this, my life does not consist of my stuff. I mean, they had a quote here, but you never know what idols you have until Jesus asks you to give them up. You never know what, what's, what's in charge of your life until God says, can you have it? If you want something, you want to know what you're made of, wait till, till somebody tells you no. And then you'll find out, like, do I really love that or not? There's nothing wrong with having things. It's just wrong with the things have you. So choose experiences over stuff. Live like nobody else. We talk about there's no emotional stories of keeping. There's no emotional stories of, of getting, but there's emotional stories of giving. And I believe today when you say I'm going to handle money God's way, some of you guys are going to be like, my future is going to be different. There's going to be people who are going to thank God because I gave. I'm excited to live out God's plan over these next few months. We're 10 weeks in, and I believe God's going to do some incredible stuff through our church. Here's some city stats of what God has done through these 110 churches, there's over 4,000 households that participate in Financial Peace University. I want to share some stats of what's happened around our city. Uh, first stat is this. There's been over 9,200 credit cards cut up in the name of Jesus in the last 10 weeks. Come on, somebody. Who knows American distress to discover some more pain or a little upset here in Kansas City because uh, we're doing a little Financial Peace University. They're not liking Dave Ramsey. Some of you guys, that's a cuss word at your house right now because Dave Ramsey wouldn't do that. And so you're getting some fights. You know, we cannot spend that or do this. But I'm just telling you, it's awesome to see. Uh, number two, 70% of these households report a reduction in financial stress. Who knows when you follow God's plenty of little stress, less stress in your life? Get a little more joy. It's like, you know, I know where every dollar is going. We're on the same page together as a husband and wife. We're working together. So I know exactly where I stand. I'm grateful for what I've got. It's encouraging. Uh, I love this. Uh, 79%. So this is basically four out of five people report an increased sense of gratitude. Man, we know God owns it all. You're grateful for what you have. I'm grateful for this, this prisoner, this guard I'm in chains to. I'm thankful for my, my Chevy truck that's falling apart. I'm thankful for the house that has carpet that's all janked up because we had so many kids over. I'm thankful for the, the fridge that leaks. I'm thankful the wash of the start five times. Come on, somebody. I can be thankful for what I got. I have a heart of gratitude. 80% of people said they had increased gratitude. Some of you guys are laughing now. My wife, she's... These are real, Yeah. I'm not making this up. This is my life right now. Um, and so uh, I love this. Uh, they have saved over $4,700,000 through Financial Peace University. So the average family has put away just over $1,200 uh, over the last 10 weeks to, to create some margin in your life. Some of you are like, that's not a whole lot. For a lot of us, that's a lot of money. And to say, I'm going to have an emergency fund set in place to take those first steps. I love this. 81% report an increase in financial confidence. Man, who knows you got some confidence in your life. We know God's on your side. And he's blessing what you're keeping and what, you're, what you have in your life. And he's blessing your investments, blessing your savings. You know exactly you're in the hand of God. If something changes, like, God, I'm trusting you. Obviously, there's some pressure, but because you're in it. And last thing is this, I love it, debt reduction. They've paid off, as a, as a whole, French Peace University in Kansas City last 10 weeks, $17,700,000. Isn't that awesome? Average family's paid off $4,500 in debt. Come on, give it up for God. Man, so encouraging. Some of you are like, I was in that. I don't think I paid that down. It's like, you're next, baby. Can you imagine what's going to happen over the next like, 10 months or, or 10 years in people's lives as they continue this process? 
I mean, isn't, I mean, just in a short amount of time, you have $5,000 you paid out on debt. What would God do over this next year if he said, I'm going to buckle down and follow his system and his plan? So today we're going to make some declarations as a church. Today we're going to take some action. We're going to declare together, like, hey, here's the six things I'm going to commit to because we know that life change doesn't happen because I want it in my head and even in my heart. I'm going to have to decide to change my actions. So we're going to talk about six different declarations today. I'm going to invite some people to share on the stage uh, really what God's doing in their story and give you some motivation that you can do that. Uh, you can be a part of this. Uh, you don't have to have any amount of money to do it. You can start where you're at today. And so I want to dive in with these declarations. The first thing is this. Declaration number one, I will acknowledge daily that 100% of my resources belong to God. I'm going to take a step back and say, I don't own any of this. This is all of God's. and He can do with it what he wants. I'm going to start there because it says in Psalms 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. God owns it all. So this morning, I'm going to have our FPU, our Financial University Life Group leader, Carrie, come up with Janelle. I don't know if they're, in the, they're up here. Look at you guys go. Come on up here. Give them a big hand. Come on. God owns it all. I love it. Well, hello, guys. My name is Carrie. And um, when, we, when our church first decided that we wanted to launch this Financial Peace University um, concept and then we wanted to do some life groups with it, um, Kelly Montgomery, who's over here, and I got together and decided we wanted to do something a little bit different with our group. And we actually ended up doing ours just for women on Saturday mornings. And it was kind of a weird idea at first. Um, it ended up being a humongous blessing. And um, basically what we were able to do is every Saturday get together with a bunch of women who, some of them for the very first time, are doing their own budget on their own and responsible for taking care of them and their kids on their own. And I'm telling you, some of these ladies have gone through some serious valleys. Um, and just first of all, seeing the blessings of all of them coming together as a unit and realizing that they're not alone. Because I think going through some of those hardships as a woman can be hard, but being like, oh my gosh, there's other friends that I have around me who I can do this with has been just such a huge blessing to watch and be a part of. Um, but also just for me as a leader to see that there are people like Janelle in our group who are going through some scary situations, um, but have decided that through that they want to put God first in that is just amazing to see. And they're deciding just to trust him so faithfully with their finances. So this is Janelle. She is my introvert friend. Um, she's not very happy with me because I asked her to share with you guys a little bit about her story. Um, so as soon as I asked her, she kind of like internally died a little bit and like tried to hide from me and it didn't work. I just found her all weekend and kept asking her. So give her some grace. Give it up for Janelle. She's going to share her story with you guys. Okay, Carrie thinks that making me miserable might help bless some of you, so here I am. <laughs> a little over a year ago, I went from a two-income household to being a single mom of three with only a part-time job, and there's not nearly enough money coming in each month to cover the bills and our basic needs, but for the first time in a, about 13 years, I was able to create a budget and be in charge of my own finances. Financial Peace University has given me the steps and guidance I need to get started. The road will be long and difficult, but God has always provided during past struggles, and I believe God. I know he loves us and wants what is best for my kids and myself. My goals moving forward are not only to become debt-free, but also to teach my children how to budget and save so they can remain debt-free. I'm asking God to show me the best way to increase my income and how to spend it. I trust that he will continue to provide for us and show me the way. I can't even count the times and ways he has blessed us during this struggle. And the verse that I rely on the most is Habakkuk 3.19, which goes, The Lord God is my strength, my bravery, and my invincible army. He will make my feet like hinds feet and make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make personal progress on my high places of trial, suffering, and responsibility. 
Isn't that awesome, you guys? Give it up. You know what's great about the financial peace is that, you know, the Bible says you confess to God for forgiveness, you confess for others for healing. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you think you're the only person in that story and it's not good enough. And, you know, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And you get a lot of healing for talking to other people. And part of being financial peace is not just having the financial margin in your life, but having those relationships to help you have financial peace, have the prince of peace in your life, having the confidence in your step, knowing exactly where God has put you. So, Janelle, you did an awesome job. Get it for Janelle again. I mean... She has that verse memorized. She, I told her last, last gathering, I was like, you could be preaching right now. And so, um, yeah, I, I would never be ashamed. Your story is amazing, and you did a great job, Sharon. Um, just giving God everything. You know, trust never. Sometimes you start over, but it's not where you start. It's where you finish. And with God, all things are possible. And, you know, together we can do it. And if you're hurting, I'm hurting. I'm here to pray for you. I care for you. And uh, I just love that you guys have that relationship. And so that's super awesome. So first thing is that we're going to sign, that we're going to trust God has owns everything. Second thing is this, I will sign every dollar a name in a monthly budget and spend my money on paper on purpose before the month begins. We love this step, don't we? This is our favorite step. I love the verse, uh, Luke 14, 20. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Come on, who has ever built a tower without counting the cost? I mean, we got some dumb with some zeros on it, right? Like, uh, we've all done that, right? We've all spent a lot of money and said, oh, I didn't know it was going to cost so much. We had this happen a couple of weeks ago with a project we did, and this guy's like, I can't believe it costs that much. Like, did you never think about how much this is going to cost? Um, it happens all the time, doesn't it? And so this morning, we're going to talk about assigning every dollar a name on purpose before you spend it. So I'm going to invite up, and I hope I'm hoping this right, Jamie Montgomery's going to come up. Um, no, it's, it's Kelly with Emmy Long. I look at first gathering. So Kelly, come up here. I, gotta, I do it. I got all messed up. So Kelly, come up here with Emmy. Uh, Kelly runs Financial Peace and Diversity Life Group for them. And um, Kelly, I think you just kind of hang up here a little bit because you'll be up soon again. But hey, give it up for these ladies. Come on. Hey, guys. I just want to introduce Emmy. Um, she has just been such a blessing in our group. Um, if you ever get a chance to connect with her, I'm making her feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to connect with her, she is glass is half full. She is always positive, encouraging, and just... Um, a rock in our group. And so her enthusiasm from the furry, very first session over Financial Peace University, she was like on fire. And so I want her to share a little bit about the steps she's taken and just um, what encouragement she's been. Well, my, my life situation's a little different right now and I'm staying with my parents right now. So it's kind of help, it kind of isn't helpful to not have as many bills because then I'm not as accountable, but when um, I started this journey with financial peace, I think that t that every dollar app is just a type A person's dream, first of all, because I can just assign literally everything and it just keeps me accountable every single transaction that comes up. It's like, it reminds me and then I have to put it somewhere. And so I think that's helped me so much to just stay accountable so I can actually pay down. I have, I praise God, don't have credit card debt, but I had medical debt that I've been paying down. And um, I'm at less than $1,000 away from paying that off. And um, I'm going to have you hold the mic. But I also bought these really nifty, cute little um, envelopes that I keep in my wallet for the stuff that I really shouldn't spend money on. But I give myself a little bit of an allowance. And then I pay all that stuff in cash. And it's cute. So that's helpful. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think it's just been super helpful when I'm at a place in my life where, like, I don't have a ton of debt, but I need to be responsible and I need to start saving and doing things differently and just holding myself more accountable. So this group's been a huge blessing to me and to my son and 
I'm definitely excited to see where, how far I can get in even just a year from now. So, yeah. Thank you, Amy. Awesome. Give it up for Amy. Man, I think it's awesome. Did Dave Ramsey approve the budget for the envelopes you bought? They're uh, so cute. I bought them before I started my budget. Okay. <laughs> That's how it always works, isn't it? It's amazing you stand on the budget and you're like, I didn't know I spent so much money on all this random stuff, you know? I didn't even know I needed it. And so uh, it's probably one of the hardest steps is to give every dollar a name on purpose before you spend it. But I encourage you to because there's so much like slack, there's so much waste we could cut out of our life that we don't need. You didn't know you need it. You just kind of continue to do it. And so you have those habits where you can give more, give back, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do through Amy. That's really cool. You got those. Carry around the cash. Nobody's going to jump around the parking lot. We got security. You're good. You're good. Um, but man, I just want to celebrate what God is doing. I believe God wants something for you and not from you. I believe God has something big in your life, and I believe you can't outgive God. I believe God doesn't want anything from you that, that you can't that you could hold on to that he won't bless. And so I believe as you follow his financial principles, you follow God's plan for your life, that God's going to use you way more than just for yourself. The legacy is going to be bigger than just you. And so I'm excited for everybody that's sharing these stories and what God is doing. Third, third declaration is this. I will eliminate all debt from my life and live a debt-free, live debt-free from now on. Man, this is a tough one, right? Cutting up their credit cards, getting rid of the house payment, getting rid of the car payment, the student loan that looks like a pet. Come on, somebody. We're going to pay all this stuff off. I'm going to live debt-free in my life because that's how I'm going to create the most margin with my money. And so I want to have a Josh... Josh Cubley come up with Josh Anderson. I mean, you guys switch. So Jamie, they did this to me. I knew that's what I was trying to get last time. So Jamie, come on up with Josh Anderson. Give it up for these guys. Yeah. These guys always throw me curveballs. Did you hear me last gathering where I said Josh? Yeah, that I was looking better last gathering. I didn't you look. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh was up last time. He had like a, a six pack up here going. Oh. So it was. I don't like that. All right. So, uh, so I'm Jamie. Uh, and I lead a group, a Financial Peace University group, uh, also on Saturday mornings, but with Josh. Um, same time as the women's group, but we didn't discriminate. So um, we, had, we had a lot of people that all kind of were in different, coming from different situations. And uh, Josh Anderson was one of the ones that, he, you know, he's been there every week. And uh, he's been one of the most vocal in our group and has been able to share where he's at in all of the different situations and along each of the steps. Uh, so I just want him to share a little bit about uh, this specific one. All right, thanks, Jamie. Um, I'm going to start by saying that this past Wednesday was my wife and I, Jen and I, our 20th anniversary. All right. oh, th thank you. Uh, she's a very lucky woman. Uh, or, or maybe not so much. But uh, the, the, the reason I bring that up is, 20 years ago when we got married, um, we never would have thought that we'd be in a position where we are now financially as far as the job that we have, the money, the income that we have. You know, God has really blessed us beyond what we ever would have imagined. Yet, here, you know, we found ourselves almost 20 years later still kind of living paycheck to paycheck, never having, you know, enough money without having to borrow money. And being in the military, you know, we've moved around a handful of times. And I would say, we're a lot, you'll hear a lot of Christians say after, after they become a Christian, you know, they spent a long time uh, running from God. I spent about 10 or 12 years running from Dave Ramsey. Uh, and the, because, you know, we'd go church to church where each place we moved, and all of a sudden, Dave Ramsey, they're doing financial peace. And, and it would kind of drive me crazy a little bit. 
um, mostly because I knew what Dave Ramsey was about, and I knew Dave Ramsey wants to change, wanted to change how I operated. So I kind of fought against it, and, and even to the point where a few months ago, when here they, they showed the promo for the, uh, the, the fi- you know, financial piece, my wife kind of nudged me, I think, and you know, she, she knew my thoughts, and I had no, in, you know, no intention of jumping on board with it. And then when they showed uh, Dave Ramsey's Margin KC. Uh, his presentation a few months ago, you know, God really started working on me there. Um, really, like, I, I just started having the overwhelming, you know, feeling that, you know, now's the time. You know, the, the, like, it, it's time to grow up. It, it's time to, to, to get right as far as how I treat money, finances. Uh, anybody that's known me for any amount of time can attest to the fact that I'm a big, I'm a big spender by nature. I love spending money. My, my, the only thing that's kept us afloat is my wife is the exact opposite. Uh, she does not love spending money, so that's kind of balanced things out a little bit. Um, but we, you know, we, we went ahead and jumped on board. And for going through this process, I think for everybody, you probably get to a point where there's a part of the process where it maybe becomes a bit uncomfortable. And for us, it was that part where uh, in order to get out of debt, you know, Dave Ramsey suggested or basically told us, you know, Cut up your credit card, you know, close your accounts that are already paid off, cut up your credit cards, you know, start that debt snowball. I came home from that, uh, that small group that, you know, I think it was week two, maybe, maybe it was week one, but uh, I came home and one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done, I grabbed the credit cards and I cut them up. Now, I know some people will tell you, you know, you don't have to do that. You want to keep your, you know, credit score up and, and, and that's fine. But I know how I operate. And I know if I give myself that back door, that easy way out, I'm going to take it every time. That's just that's how I am. So for me, I had to completely eliminate that back door because when an emergency comes up, where there's a will, there's a way. You'll figure out a way. And God, you know, has really blessed us since, you know, since we started this process. And here we are, you know, about nine weeks later. And on top of saving up a couple thousand for our emergency fund, we've paid down about 4500 in credit. And we're well on our way to working off to be in debt free so we can be in a position where God can bless other people through us in the future. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. Good for Josh. Thanks for sharing that. That's so encouraging, you know, that, that's the hardest part about money is just that discipline, you know, like, can I really do this? And I encourage you to take that step. Uh, it's not easy to, to cut the credit cards up and not have that, that uh, easy access to say, I'm just going to borrow, 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 but to say, you know, I'm going to trust God with this. And I think it's awesome you have a group of men that are working together at church to, uh, to care for each other and say, hey, there's a better way of doing it. And, uh, you know, I love it. Uh, I know Josh had missed like three or four weeks when she saw the Dave Ramsey promo and um, was saying, man, Dave, I'm just giving you a hard time, buddy. But um, yeah, it's like, man, Dave Ramsey's following me from church to church. Maybe God's speaking to me. And so for those who count the fence of doing the process, I would encourage you to get started. We're going to offer financial piece every semester uh, through our life groups. But man, get started. It's never too late to start and have a new beginning and take control of your finances. It's amazing how fast life will move. You said 20 years. It's like, man, I've like just in the same spot I've been. And so maybe it's time to change some habits in our life. And so we're gonna make another declaration today. I will train my children to handle money God's way. It says in Proverbs 22, six, start children off the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not turn from it. We have different people that are working with their kids that encourage their kids to follow uh, the habits that we started um, with, with our children. So I'm going to invite Noelle to come on stage, but I don't think Dana's in the house. So maybe Scott come up with her. There you go, Scott. So come on up on stage, Noelle. Come on, give him a big hand this morning. Come on. Love that you're here. 
Scott, don't be shy. <laughs> Who wants to take this first? All right. So this is Noelle. I'm super, super proud of her for getting up here. But I know that um, through her words, some of you guys are going to be touched by what she's going to say. So Axton is her son, and she's uh, really trying to do this for herself, um, but then also for him. So with that, Noelle. Thank you. I uh, don't speak in front of crowds very well, so I'm a little shaky in my voice and my hands, so sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm a single parent. My son is going to be 13 soon, and I have always been an impulsive spender, which is a habit that he has developed because of my spending habits. So through Financial Peace University, we have discovered that impulsive spending is not going to get us very far in the future and that I need to teach him to do better so that he can be better off when he's older and give and be the hands and feet of Jesus like I'm trying to teach him to do. Uh, this verse up here, Proverbs, that was just up 22.6, if I teach him to be on the path that God has intended, it's my hope that he won't leave that path. One thing that we're really working on is teaching him to give 10% of what he earns, um, as is intended. So he puts money in the uh, give for church, save, and then he has a little bit to spend. And uh, we're also going to start uh, in December with the envelopes to have our specific amount of fun money and eating out money, since those are two things that we are most impulsive on. Um, he likes to dress our dog in pajamas, and he likes to have us all. So, you know, recently we bought matching pajamas for myself and, and him and the dog, and the dog could care less about it, but he's super excited and loves to do that with her. So that's the kind of impulsive things that I'm trying to teach him that aren't always going to be beneficial in the future. So this has really been a good opportunity for us, and I'm glad Scott and Dana invited us to be a part of this life group so that I can learn, so that he can learn. Very good job. Very good job. Yeah, isn't it incredible, like, some of the habits you don't want to teach your kids? You know, if I'd grown up and, like, had, had the habit of, like, being wise with my money, my life would have been totally, totally different. And so I don't know if Kelly, is Kelly still in the room here? Where is she hiding? Over here. Come up here. So Kelly, she's like, I got to do this again. Um, but she also has some stories about, like, train your children with money. Yeah, you're not off the hook. So I made fun of you earlier, and I got to bring you up. So, um, but, yeah, she, she's just doing a great job with this as well. Well, one, have an older sister that leads the way for you, so I get to steal great ideas from her. That was really helpful. Um, for us, we, a few years ago, decided, I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old, uh, son and daughter, and so we decided that they needed to know and feel what things really cost, um, and so what we started doing, we, we were hoping that we could do the cash system, but that meant we would have to go to the bank, and it was just, we were going to fail, so the nerd in me created the Google spreadsheet, um, and I love this spreadsheet because we're in line at the checkout at Walmart, and Kate can say, oh, can I get that candy? I can just pull up on my phone, 
you have 50 cents in your, in your spending. So clearly she can't get the candy bar. So they love it because they'll even, they know they get paid on Fridays. Um, and so they like to remind me, did I get paid? You know, cause I just put it into the spreadsheet, but it's all about really teaching them the value of money. And, um, for Kate, it's, you know, that $5 Frappuccino is going to take her two weeks in order to, um, to be able to get that. So what we do is it's however old they are is how much they get per week. So my seven-year-old um, thinks he's getting $7. When he turned seven, I said, well, actually half of that goes to savings because um, we want them to know the power in savings. 10% goes to charity. We allow them to choose where they want um, to put their money and where they want to give it to, whether it's to church or to a homeless shelter um, or a random um, person asking for money outside of Walmart. Um, they have that choice to decide when they want to give that money, which we think is really important that they give back. And then they're left over with 40%, which ends up being a few dollars each week. Um, but it's been great for us because I think for them, they realize how much things cost that at Dollar Tree, if you're getting two items, it's not just $2, but they have to actually pay tax. Um, they want me to pay the tax and we're, we're not going to pay the tax. So they have to learn that like tax is awful because they might only get that one item because they have to pay tax. Um, and then the other thing is, um, when it comes to like what they're spending and how they want to spend it, it just really creates that great conversation that we get to have with them. And the joke around our house is uh, our daughter, our nine-year-old Kate, um, doesn't really like the word Dave or Dave Ramsey. So for her, it's it's profanity because she takes it as you're you're taking away Dave Ramsey. We didn't get to go out to eat this week because there's not it's not in the budget. So it's kind of a joke in our house. But like I told her, um, she still sees that we do fun things. So. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, it's amazing. We all have a plan to make money, but we very seldom have a plan to keep it. And so I, I love that training up your kids and um, helping them understand money early on. And, uh, you know, if you know some of these stories, it's incredible what God's done in each of these people's lives. And, uh, and I get the privilege of seeing behind the scenes, but I'm proud of you guys for sharing, especially on that last one. Um, number five, I'll save and invest money, building wealth slowly through consistent and wise decisions. It says this in Ecclesiastes 11.2. It says, divide your merchandise, divide your money among seven or eight investments for you do not know what calamity may happen on earth. And so I'm going to invite up Todd and Sarah King to come on stage and talk about saving money, God's way, investment, uh, this kind of stuff. So come on, give it up for Todd and Sarah. Should I give the microphone to Todd or Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that dug a hole in the first service. Um, I love my wife. She's very beautiful. Um, greatest thing ever. But like I told them uh, when we first started out, she's really tight. And I used to tell her if, you would, if I would take a piece of coal and shove it up her butt, um, it would come out a diamond. I, I didn't get a lot of diamonds, so just understand that. Um, so real quick, we've been doing Dave Ramsey um, for about 15 years. Um, I didn't know, like I said earlier, Dave Ramsey's a four-letter word now. Um, in some households, this topic's really hard to talk about because most people think they can't invest. Um, and I'm telling you, you can. It's, it's not as hard as you think. You can give some stuff up. Now, I will tell you, I'm not a financial advisor. I use somebody to do our finances and invest for us um, because they're getting paid to make us money. So they got to do a really good job or they don't make as much money, right? So that's why I use them. Um, but one thing I want to point out, what well, we've done this for 15 years, you've budgeted everything down to the dollar. Um, and if you look at my wallet, I have no cash. And anytime I do anything, I ask Sarah, hey, can I take out 20 bucks so I can have lunch? Um, and 
my paychecks come in and you've done everything with it, right? Yeah. Um, I am the saver in this relationship, and he's the spender for sure. Um, but I guess we have always thought that if we accounted, well, I do the, the budget, but if I've accounted for it in the beginning, then um, we find that that's where it goes. So um, it might be that, you know, he's wanting a 99 cent fountain soda, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's in the budget today, babe. But <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, um, you know, we get on the same page, and although he's a, he's a spender, he respects um, that I'm not, so we kind of find a compromise. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's okay. No. Well, I'm going to use this as part of the budget. Um, all right. So real quick, and Sean told me I had to be really quick. Um, so everybody's putting money away. You're trying to save that thousand dollars that Dave Ramsey taught you, so you have money for spending. So if you take a thousand dollars and put it into a mutual fund and you make 5%, which most people tell you that's pretty average. Um, and I'm really speaking to the 18-year-olds here, or 18 and under. You guys really need to hear this. Um, if you take 200 bucks a month for 40 years, average 5% interest, at the end of that 40 years, you'd be 58, and you'll have $313,000 uh, in your investments. Now, if you think about that, that's skipping Starbucks, right? $200. Think about what you spend $200 on. Um, that's how easy it is. Now, for people that are older, a little older, as you go through this and you get your debt paid down, what I would tell you is go to nerdwallet.com. Um, they have a compound, it's called compound interest calculator, and you can see what the initial investment would be, how much you could put in a month, and um, over that time period. So as you get older, you have to put in a little more if you haven't started. But you can do it. But remember, this is for the long haul. That's why I started with the 18-year-olds and said 40 years. Um, and as you increase your living style, you'll invest more. And then at some point, that is going to get bigger and bigger. Even if you just do 100 bucks, that's $161,000 over 40 years that you've never touched. And it's there for you in the end. So it's really that simple. It's not, it's not as difficult as people make it out to be. Um, you can do it. Um, we did it. Uh, and trust me, in the end, you're going to be better off for you and your family in the long run. All right? Thank you. Awesome. Give it for Todd and Sarah. Yeah, it's that small step consistently doing it. And so it takes time to do it. I encourage you the best day to invest is like playing a tree. It would have been like yesterday, right? And so I, I would encourage you to, to start doing that today uh, so you have your own wealth. I don't know if you want to trust the government to retire or not, um, but you should be putting money aside for yourself to pay yourself in the future. If you don't have a lot, man, get your debt paid off and just start putting in. And uh, I think the you know, average person in the state put about 15% of your income away uh, to retirement, to long-term investment. If you can get there, uh, that's great. But start when you can. Start as early as you can. Um, I started investing with a buddy of mine at 18 years old, put my first $1,000 away. I had no idea that what would compound into. I'm not like the math guy on it, but I was like, man, this is what I should be doing because this is what God asked us to do. And so I would encourage you, I mean, just start, start investing today as God leads you to do that. Uh, number six, I will generously give back to God, trusting him to meet my daily needs. I love this, this concept of being generous and what God calls us to do. And the Malachi 3.10, it says this, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me. It's the only verse in the Bible that God says, you need to test me on this. See what I can do. 
put it out there. It says, the Lord God Almighty, and see if I'll not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, there will not be room enough to store it. You know, it's amazing. You can never outgive God. You can never give too much where God's not going to bless it. And so I'll invite up Scott Germain uh, to share about what it looks like to be generous and that heart behind that. And so uh, give it up for Scott Germain. Come on. So uh, Sean asked me to talk about um, giving generously, and I thought, okay, that's fine. Um, Dana, my wife, is, uh, and I really try to give back to our community, uh, both time and money. But then I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know what, Sean, you're asking me to talk about something that I don't do a very good job of, in my opinion. And the verse that I landed on is in Mark uh, 12, 43. It talks about, um, some rich men and women come in and give money, and then a poor lady comes in and gives her last dime. And Jesus says, as an example, he says, that woman has given more than anyone. And if you really think about it, as I was trying to think about what to say, I'm like, you know, I'm struggling here because I'm supposed to talk about something that I don't do a very good job of if you really think about it. And what I mean is this, we are in the United States. So being in the United States would already make me one of the most wealthiest persons on the face of the planet. One of the like top 5% everybody in this room. And so how you want me to talk about generosity when it's such a struggle to, if you really think about it, maybe I need to give more. Maybe I need to do more. And we should. But here's the way that generosity has helped me. And the way that I would explain it. Because I talked to Sean and Sean's like, yeah, but some people never have felt that joy of giving. And so I'll use this car for an example. Okay, it's almost Christmas time, right? And many of you have been around kids or have your own kids. And so you buy them toys for Christmas. And if you had enough money, you'd buy them all the toys, or would you? And you probably wouldn't because you don't want your kids to be spoiled. Because if you give them too many toys, they become spoiled. But do they? You see, if you give them toys and they share them with all their friends and they give them away and, and they really don't care about the toy, but it's just about playing and being with their friends, it's okay, I'll give you some more toys. Because it's not about the toys, it's about sharing it with a friend. It's about generosity. And that's what I think God does with us. You see... I, we, Dana and I went to, we were blessed to go to Dave Ramsey right after we got married. And so we lived a very frugal life. I could tell you, uh, we had three grocery stores, knew what can of beans cost in every one of them. And so we got a big start on it. But I'll tell you, this is the thing that God has done for us. He gave us money, but we didn't say it's our money. We said it's God's money. And just like this church that has such an open hand approach to life and gives back to the community, the community is in turn blessing us. And it's going to continue to be that way. But here's the thing. We have an open hand and God just continues to lay more and more blessings upon us. And so we've literally said that. We've said, God, that money is not ours. God, our family is not ours. God, our jobs are not ours. They're yours. And whatever you want to do with them, we're fine with that. Give generously. And it is an amazing, amazing thing. It's one of the most fruitful things you can ever do. And I need to give more. 
be the first to tell you. Everybody needs to give more. But it is one of the most rewarding things you can do in this world. Well, give it up for Scott. Hey, give it up for everybody who shared this morning. And did a just encouraging job and see what God's doing. Man, I appreciate everybody and their stories. Everybody's a different place in the story with Jesus and their story with money. But man, I think God wants your heart more than he wants your money. And when you, when you, when you give to God, you, you can't get out give him. When God asks for, for your wealth or your stuff, it, you're just returning to God what he's already given you. And when you handle that well, I think it shows where your heart's at. And so this morning as uh, Jesus says, hey, I want your boat, you're like, hey, you can take it. You can have my stuff because I want you to use my life. I want you to call me out on the water. Like, I'll be the guy that walks on the water. I'll be the guy that God uses at Pentecost. Like, I'll be like the little boy who gave the sack lunch to Jesus, amen? Like, I'll be going home and telling my friends, like, you'll never know, you'll never believe what Jesus did with the stuff I gave him. Like, that's a story that I wanna write. That's my heart of generosity. I believe that's the heart that God has called us all to have. I love it. There's a verse I wanna share with you in the Bible. It's found in 2 Corinthians 9, 11. It says, you'll be enriched in every way. Somebody say every way. Every way so you can be generous on every occasion. Somebody say every occasion. And through us, your generosity result in thanksgiving to God. So in every way, on every occasion, your generosity result in something that's going to be something you can't buy, something you can't get somewhere else. It result in other people thanking God for you. The kind of life you're going to live when you follow God's plan and handle money His way is a life where you're always generous on every occasion, whether you have debt or not debt, whether you're struggling or not struggling, whether you're in a divorce situation or on your own, whether you're just starting out at 15 or you're 65 or you're 80. In every situation, you're going to be generous and people are going to thank God for you. You know, the greatest joy you can ever have in your life is when somebody goes up to you and says, thank God you gave. Thank God you took me in as a foster parent because I never would have made it without you. Hey, thank God you helped me off the street. Thank God you gave me some free hot soup. Come on, Christian. Thank God you went out there and fed a soul. You know, you fed, you fed a body but helped a soul, amen? Thank God you gave because of you. You gave, I met Jesus. I never would have been at church if there wasn't people who were wealthy that gave back to Jesus and they said, it's not about money, son. It's about God. I'm like, how do you do that? At 18 years old, I was gonna sell out to the American dream. Everything we talked about the last five weeks is the anti-American dream. It's a God dream, a dream that's so much bigger and so much wiser that builds a house not in this kingdom, but in the one to come. And so I want to not be first in this race, amen. I'll be first in the race. I'll be the first following Jesus. I want God to use my life. So I want to encourage you this morning, are you willing to handle money God's way? Or we're going to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to every thing belongs to him. I'm going to be debt free. I'm going to give every na- a dollar a name on purpose and at the beginning of the month, I'm going to say I'm going to live debt free. I'm going to invest my money so I can bless other people. I'm going to save money so when God calls me, I can say, you can have it. I'm going to just use and steward everything for him because he owns everything today. I'm going to be the kind of person that's going to be extremely generous. I want to have those stories we get to the end of our life. It's just emotional stories. Who knows you can measure the, 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 the value or the, or the impact of a life by, by how many people show up to the funeral. But you look around the seats and you're like, man, that person touched my life. That person touched my life. I mean, a selfless life. If you've ever seen a picture of, a, of George Mueller, he was a, he was a, a pastor and he was an orphan, he owned an orphanage in London and uh, he owned nothing. He prayed for everything and it led totally on donations. And there's a picture of his funeral procession running through the city of London down the streets. I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures where the streets are packed and there's a carriage with a, with a, with a casket on it. He's in this casket and there was tens of thousands of orphans that have been touched by his life because God did it through him. He didn't even have a job, but God supplied everything. I think that's the dream. 
that's the dream, that you're gonna take so many people to heaven with you, that when you get there, there are people you don't even know that say, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, Diane. Hey, thank you, Christian. Hey, thank you, Trayvon. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much that when you're on this earth, you were so generous, just like Jesus gave his best, you gave your best. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. I don't know about you, I'm the kind of person that, that people thank God for, amen? Like, I want this church to be that kind of church. People go, thank God, real life's in our city, and they're setting up stuff, and they're caring for people. Come on, somebody. You want, you want to be people to thank God for your life? Like, I want that in the day. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Not you spent on yourself, but you loved me enough. You gave it away. I'm going to train my children how to do it. I'm just telling you this morning, there's something more than money. It's more spiritual than you think. This whole concept, the money in your, in your heart are tied together. And so I think God just wants something for you so much. You can never outgive him. He's going to bless your life today. And God's going to use you in incredible ways. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to say, God, you can handle my money your way. Amen. And be like that this morning, put your hand there and say, God, you can handle my money. You can handle it your way. God, you can have it. Anybody like that this morning, put your hand up in there and say, God, you can handle it. This is yours. This isn't mine. I see your hands all across the room. I mean, this is us together. What would your life look like in five years if you said, I'm going to follow this plan? How many people can you bring to heaven with you by giving to somebody that's going to use that for the gospel? How, how, many, how many people can you take off the street? Like, how, 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 how well can you bless your kids? How well can your kid handle money when they're 18 that you didn't handle it that way, but your kid can be better for it and they can handle that legacy and that wealth. I mean, you want to make a movement, man, start with the simple things. Make a budget, follow Jesus. God, you can have the money. Father, come before you. God, we thank you so much. God, you've given us this stewardship. God, this responsibility not to, not to be in the world or not to be of the world, but to be in the world, not to make our home here, not to take stuff with us, God, but you just put us here, God, just to just allow us to make as much impact for your kingdom as possible. God, we want to make your name and your fame renowned across the world. God, it's all about you today. Father, we come before you. There's so many people across this room. God, they're followers of you, and they want to say, I want to handle money yours way. God, God, you're calling me to follow these declarations. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm believing, God, that you want more for me than from me this morning. If that's you, say, I want, I want God to handle my money. If that's you, put your hand in the air again. I'll pray for you this morning. I'll pray for you. Second thing I'll ask you before I pray is this. There are those that Jesus is calling you to do even more generous. You want others to thank God because of your generosity. You want your life to be full of God-sized stories. You're realizing the day that God wants to use you to bless others, and you're going to start to give money back to God. You're going to start to be generous in people's lives around you. I'm not saying it's here. I'm just saying God's calling you to be generous. If that's you this morning, say, God, have my boat. Hey, God, you can have my sack lunch. If that's you this morning, you lift your hand high across this room. Say, God, you can have it. This isn't my money. It's your money. I see your hands across the room. Father, God, we come before you. God, I pray that we wouldn't be about us. God, forgive us that we made our home here. God, forgive us that our dreams were just so small. It didn't even reach heaven. God, I pray that we just change the way we do life. God, be disciplined because there's people who need you. God, we could just give up a little more. God, we could just sacrifice. We can make a bigger impact across the kingdom. God, we want people to know you. We want to put roadblocks to hell. God, if you're using anybody's life, use our life today. I'm not going to let money own me. God, I'm going to use money because you've given it to me to steward it. God, here's my boat. Here's my sack lunch. God, if you're going to use anybody, I pray use me today. As we keep praying across this room, you've heard these stories. You may recognize that there's something missing in your life. Like you, you, you understand the finances, but you don't see the heart. You're like, there's something about their heart. And it's because they know Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is our savior. He is the risen son of God. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for us. And we have the same power that resurrected him lives in us today. And so us as Christians, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory today. And so those of us that follow Jesus, man, we have a power inside of us. You can't express somewhere else. There's strength that comes from him. There's confidence that comes from him. And I want you to know that Jesus died on a cross for your sins. He paid from all of your wrongs. He's changed for all his rights on the cross. And so this morning, the good news is that Jesus wants a relationship with you. The Bible says that anybody that calls the name of Jesus will be saved and made new. And so this morning we say, you know what? I want Jesus. 
I know my finances aren't right, but I need something better in my finances. I need the God of the universe who created me and died for me and spoke me into existence. I need a relationship with him today. The Bible says if you call on his name, you'll be saved, made new, and transformed. You say yes to Jesus today. If that's you, just lift your hand high across this room and say, yes, I want Jesus in this place. Come on, anybody say, I want Jesus in this place. I mean, I know my money's not where it should be. I see your hand. I see your hand. say, I want Jesus in this place. I mean, just pray this prayer if that's, if that's you. Just say, Father God, thanks so much for sending your best, sending Jesus. God, you so love the world. You so love me that you gave your only son. God, that can have eternal life. God, thanks so much for sending Jesus. God, I've, I've made it about myself, but God, I'll make it about you this morning. God, you can have my life. You can have my finances. God, I'll follow you. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, give it up for those who came to Christ this morning. Come on, somebody.